everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 153. It's now been three years, 10 months, and 30 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. That means we are just one month away from our show's four-year anniversary. That's right, four years. And I invite you to send in your comments and thoughts now if you're willing to be brave and help us all celebrate. I say our show because Compulsive Overeating Diary is so much more than a show about me. And so much has changed for this show since I began by walking out my door with my trusty Roland 05 recorder on February 3rd, 2014. Today, as I sit here on the podcast rock at my local park, it's noisier than it used to be because our traffic in my neighborhood has really increased and we have a lot more airplanes because of the fire danger. But I tell you, that very first episode was crazy noisy as I walked along a busy freeway down here to my local park. Also, I felt alone and discouraged and I hoped against hope that I might stick to my umpteenth diet by talking into the ether because I never thought in one million years that any of you would be interested in what I had to say. But guess what? Thousands of listeners have become our brave companions and dared to share their own personal thoughts and feelings. So many different stories, yet most resonate with all of us. We have a common thread and bond. You may have noticed another change today, our show music. That's because in honor of the new year, I decided to have a new outlook. While I will always cherish the generosity of Josh Woodward in allowing me to feature his song, I'm Letting Go, I decided it was time to let go of letting go. Instead, I will be focusing on what I'm going to begin embracing. It's goal setting toward the positive, rather like, what do I choose to eat versus what do I choose not to eat? So for the next while, until I choose to change again, we will be listening to an inspirational snippet of a song I really love called Circle by a Brooklyn-based singer-songwriter named Hartley. And at the end of today's show, I'll add the entire song for you to hear. But for now, I'm going to play my favorite part of Circle, then share what it inspired me to begin to embrace today. Take a step back, look around Breathe in the air, let down your hair Just listen to the sounds Think about where we have been The joy we shared with friends who care And all the things we've seen I know, change can really be disconcerting and sometimes scary, but it can also really be exciting. So tell me, what do you think about Circle so far? I really enjoy its reminder to breathe and to think about new choices, since as I've said many times, every moment we breathe is a chance to make a choice, and choosing your course is power. I also find many, many parallels in Circle's lyric and my experiences on the mountain and going for my walks out in nature. Take a listen at the end of today's show and see how many of those parallels you might find. 
Today, I'm inspired to think about expressing what's within me. How many of us actually express versus try and guess what others will appreciate or want? It's really, really scary, right? Because I think part of our perfectionism, for many of us who have the compulsive gene, <laughs> is that we're scared. We're scared that we're not good enough, that somehow we're pretty darn sure that we are lacking in some way or another. I know that we have body image issues, the most of us do, for sure. That we feel uneasy, whether it's being alone with our most loved partner with the lights on and allowing them to see what we look like, or looking in the mirror ourselves, or one that I had most recently where I saw an unexpected photo of myself full body. Now, as I've demonstrated in the past, how you stand in the angle and the lighting can make a huge difference in a photograph on how you look. So just because a photograph looks, in your opinion, not as flattering as you would like, doesn't necessarily mean that you look really terrible. You know, it just might be that angle and that light. However, Photographs do tend to pretty much give you a good indication of how your size compares to other people when you're in a group shot. And that's what I got to face. I was like, whoa, I certainly don't feel still as big as I look compared to my friends in this shot. Now to my friends, it just looks like a cool picture of me being silly because they're used to seeing me, right? They see me all the time from every angle. Now I don't, because I suck it in if I'm gonna go in front of a mirror and know it, or if I'm gonna take a picture, I'll tend to you know, put my face up a little bit to stretch out that double chin or suck in the gut or turn sideways or try to hide behind somebody. <laughs> because even though I've really, really made inroads into the self-acceptance realm, I still have that deeply, deeply, deeply based belief that somehow, the size that I am today is not as good as it might be or as it used to be back when I had lost all the weight at Weight Watchers or when I was working out with Body for Life or one of the times when I was on the more slender or more fit end of the spectrum. But the truth is that I've been this size that I am now for a couple of years and that's kind of a cool thing too. I don't think I've ever had two years in my life before where I was the same size. In fact, I would almost bet a lot of money on that. No, I take that back. When I lost weight at Weight Watchers, I was pretty much the same size for about two years and a smaller size. But it was the first time for sure that I was this one size without having to think about it. Because to keep that Weight Watcher size, I really had to think about it a lot. Well, Lori, what has all this got to do with knowing how to express yourself? Well, I think this fear extends not only to our body size, at least for me. I know that I have a fear that if I say how I truly feel, that I'm going to lose listeners, that I'm going to lose friends, that I'm going to lose the love and respect of people because somehow I got the message early on whether I got it from those around me or I gave it to myself, it <laughs> doesn't really matter. But somehow I was convinced that I had to really watch out 
and really pay attention to the faces of other people to see how they're going to receive what I have to say. And I had to be careful to make sure that what I had to say didn't bother anybody, didn't cause them to have trouble or pain or issues. You know, like how many times do I say, well, if you feel like it, post a comment, right? Rather than, I would really appreciate it a lot. I wish you would post a comment, especially I wish you would post a comment when other brave companions have posted their comments or called the bravery hotline and shared their stories. It really kind of breaks my heart when we put ourselves out there, myself included. There's been some shows that kind of broke my heart a little. I didn't get more response, but that's not really to say, okay, the point of today is right now go post a comment. That's not what it's about. It's about emitting that feeling is there, that that's part of my psyche. That is true. But where it really comes into play with what's on my mind today is how many times I've stopped myself from expressing what I really felt because I was scared that this would impact you guys. I was scared that you know, I would see a big drop in listenership, which to be honest, sometimes I have. You know, some of my favorite shows where I let it rip and really feel like me, yeah, I see a big drop. I see people, you know, stopping whatever, and I'll, I will see that. Then I will tell myself, oh, there you go, Lori. See that? You are yourself, and look what happened. But how did I feel at the time? It felt great. It felt great. Every one of those shows where I just ripped off the Band-Aid and let it rip for myself, whether it was sad or mad or happy or having an opinion that's not popular, whatever it might be, if it was authentically mine, it felt great to express it. Now, never in a million years would I say that I should sit here and dominate and put you down because you believe differently than I do about how you eat or exercise or what you think about meditation or how you are in the world or how you feel about anything. Because every single one of you BCs are completely and 100% entitled to feel how you feel and entitled to express what you express. And for some of you, that is, I am not going to express it with you, Lori. <laughs> I can sit here and enjoy your show just fine, but I am not going to comment and I'm not going to call the Bravery Hotline because that's not what I'm about. I just want to listen to you and what the other BCs have to say. And that's where I get the most good out of this show is by that. Well, okay, that is disappointing to me for sure. That is very disappointing. However, I truly do respect your right to feel that way and to do what's best for you. Honestly, I do. And the more that I've worked that through for myself, to honestly and truly say to myself, this show started out as a way for you, Lori, to express some of the very painful truths that you've lived with for years inside yourself. I had never really sat down and had a deep conversation before about some of these topics, about what's under my binge eating, about my people pleasing, 
about my perfectionism, about the weird compulsive ways I will look at food or count calories or, or even my exercise bulimia that I got into around my Weight Watcher years. I don't really sit around and talk about those things. I never thought anybody wanted to hear me talk about those things. And yet expressing those feelings has helped me immensely. I do love the fact that many of you have reached out to me and said, we feel this way or part of this way or what you've had to say has helped me. I'm glad that you've said it. I'm glad that you've expressed it because it's helpful. That gave me more courage to continue expressing. It was kind of like having training wheels. If you said you liked it, then it made me feel good. It was kind of like if you're on a diet and you are writing down what you eat in some manner on your phone or on a piece of paper or a notebook and you write it down and you can tally it up at the end of the day and you say, okay, I see for a fact that I have eaten the number of calories I meant or the macronutrients or the carbs or, or whatever it is. I can see here on this external piece of paper that I have accomplished what I set out to do. Well, me as a podcaster set out to, I guess, put an audio file out there that contained my thoughts about my long-term issue with how I view food and life and my body and myself and to see what happened, I guess. And I guess secretly hope against hope that maybe someone out there would say, me too. That was what episode four was all about, where I literally was walking around the park begging you, please, 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 if you're out there, say so, so I don't feel like such an ass walking around this park talking about these things. And you did. Many, many, many of you, that was the first time that, they, that I got a comment, was on that show number four. You know, I've also gotten comments since about, oh, we thought you were ridiculous that you were talking that way. <laughs> That's true. That was very, very tough. Then I went on to try to express myself. I said, oh, this would be a fun feature for me. I like telling jokes, so let's make, you know, foolish fun, a safe place for you guys to express yourself. And Donnie, if you're listening right now, thank you. You have consistently participated in Foolish Fun. Now, some other BCs also have, but not to the extent that I thought. I thought this is a completely easy way to be in the show. And most of you have mentioned to me that email me at all or call me at all privately or publicly that you enjoy most of all when other people are likewise participating in the show. Okay, so I thought, oh, this is going to be a great idea. Well... No, it's not been as overwhelmingly popular as I hoped. But I think Donnie has fun doing Foolish Fun, and I certainly have fun hearing her do it. So I think this is a good example of what it means to express yourself. For me, whether it's painting, poetry, writing, joke-telling, storytelling, acting, whatever I do, I want to become more of who I am and to put more of myself into the table. And I want to not worry as much about 
am I doing it right? Is this correct? Is this the best possible way that I could do this? Because while it's always wonderful to understand feedback and to see results of things and to adjust your course, if things aren't happening as you were hoping, it shouldn't be the driver of your life. Something that I learned with the loss of my mom and my dad and many, many of my relatives at this point is that our time on earth is limited. And what we do really only matters as far as how we impact those we love or how we help people. Or I guess that's not even fair to say. I mean, I don't want to be evil, so I'm, <laughs> I want to leave a positive footprint, I guess. I would prefer to be known as a positive person rather than someone who did something heinous and was, you know, notorious in that manner. So for me, I would like to think when I leave this earth that I'm going to leave the earth a little better in some way than I found it. That's something that's important to me. But I think the best way that I can do that is by trying to find out who I am. What's unique about me, Lori, that I can actually in an honest, authentic way put out there? How can I be most like me and still have a fun show, right? (laughs) I think that's what I'm getting to. I didn't really want to come down here again and talk about comments or participation or any of that, except that is really one of the things I've been thinking about today. What I really wanted to get at is, I think it's time for me and hopefully for you to feel brave at putting our creative selves or our real selves out there, whether it's designing a quilt like Amy or Sue or singing or writing or drawing or just being a great teacher or whatever it is that you do. I think it's time that we celebrate ourselves for what we have to offer and not worry about what we lack. Okay, what I have to offer is I can sit here on this rock and ponder and talk and bravely share it with you. And most of the time, that's a good thing. I realize that some of the things I say might push the wrong button with some of you. But for the most part, that's something I'm good at. Something else I have to offer is I'm a very encouraging person. I can find some specifically good thing about most things whether it's finding value in your comments or enjoying the artwork that my kids in school used to do for me. I'm known as a very encouraging person. So I value that about myself. Let's see, another thing I am usually is pretty funny. I don't know if I've been funny in this particular segment, but I've been funny in the past and I've been funny around my friends and I've been funny as a stand-up comedian. It's fun to be funny. And worrying about how funny you are is one sure way to kill the joke, let me tell you. (laughs) So, I think down here on this noisy, noisy rock at my local park where things have not gone exactly as I wish, I'm still pretty happy because everything I've had to say today 
comes from within myself and only good wishes and thoughts are coming from me to you. So I do hope to hear from you soon. studio in beautiful La Crescenta. It's time for Lori's Afterthoughts. What? Additional reflection on today's topic. So, yep, this is a new feature. Why, Lori? Why do you have afterthoughts? Well, as you could tell from the start of this show, I'm really retooling Compulsive Overeating Diary to better reflect what expresses what's in my heart. And many times when I've come back from the podcast rock or the upper Zen spot, you know, part of the show is actually written, the responses from you guys, the BCs, and some of our features are pre-written. But a lot of the show just comes off the top of my head or out of somewhere else, depending on the day. And in the past, including today's show, when I edit what I've said, I'm completely surprised, and sometimes I feel like, oh, that was off topic, or I wish I'd made this point, or I'd like to clarify that. But when I started Compulsive Overeating Diary, above all, I wanted to make it be real, real in that moment, so that I would learn from it. And over time, you guys have also gotten a chance to learn from it. But I have to be honest, sometimes I'm just like, oh, smack in my head. Why in heaven's name did I say that? Oh, this is really embarrassing. But I just usually let it go and off to the races with whatever I had to say that day. But it's always kind of niggled me and at times made me feel a little less free to express myself because I really don't want to come home like a reality show and just edit the heck out of myself so that I appear one way or another. And when I came home after doing this show, I realized my embrace segment, I haven't quite yet decided what I'm going to call that, but the opposite of letting go, my going towards segment, wasn't exactly what I would wish. I got most of it right, but there were some things about it that kind of bothered me, and I wish I'd said something a little more. In fact, it bothered me so much, I was corresponding with Mary S. and saying, oh man, Mary, I don't even know if I want to release this show because I feel like such a whiny Nelly. <laughs> she goes, well, that's what you were feeling like, right? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want to be all whiny. That wasn't even my point. I think I kind of like distracted myself which I did. And I thought about it and I go, I don't want to go down there to the podcast rock and redo this whole thing. What could I possibly do? And I thought, I know, I'll make a new feature and I'll see if I can rope Mark into being my announcer. And that's always really fun for us, for him to try out different voices as my announcer and for me to find effects and music for it and that kind of thing. So while I was down in the dumps, I found joy expressing myself, making the Lori's Afterthoughts opening that you just heard. And I realized that 
every single time I go to the Podcast Rock or to the Upper Zen Spot, I'm not going to need to have a commentary on my own commentary. But when I do, like today, this gives me some freedom to know that I'll have a chance to clarify what I had to say. That way I can still be authentic and expressing myself and yet maybe add some additional context that was missing when I come home to edit. For this time, when I was down at the podcast rock, I expressed how I wanted to express myself more authentically, to be more me, to not worry as much about what other people would like. And as part of that, I talked about my fears about drop in listenership, number one, and how when I am super honest, a lot of times I do have a drop in listenership or people who leave the show or unlike me on Facebook or things like that. That is true. And after that happens, I talked about how I tell myself, oh, there you go. I was right. See, I was myself and look what happens. Everybody hates you. Well, the part where I got distracted was my original point wasn't to say like, oh, I was scared of this. And guess what? It happened. My point is that even though my biggest fear did happen, I survived. The show went on. Other BCs come to find us. Other BCs gave messages support, went and liked me on Facebook, gave nice reviews on iTunes, you know, maybe even bought virtual cups of coffee. Other BCs arrived who resonated with what I had to say. And deep down, this is a great thing because I still have fear and rejection is a big, big button for me, which I think is probably true for all of us who listen to Compulsive Overeating Diary. I have a big fear of rejection, so it does hurt. I won't lie, it does hurt to feel rejected, but it would hurt anyway. And there's no place in life where you are going to be 100% supported, 100% liked, 100% agreed with. And if you have that appearance, it means people are not being honest with you back. So even though I felt that that was a little teeny bit more whiny than I was hoping in my podcast rock, I think it was pretty accurate. I have fear, I have disappointment. Sometimes things work out better than I would imagine. Sometimes they work out in the way I might imagine. And yet no matter how it works out, if I'm true to myself, I feel self-respect, I'm learning to move on. And that has been a very valuable gift, a very valuable gift. So if you have fear, it might not work out when you try something new. But if you're true to who you are, as you express yourself, as you try, you too, I think, will have great self-respect. So give it a go. Call the Bravery Hotline. And if it doesn't turn out exactly how you like, you can do another one and come here on Afterthoughts.
Before we wrap up this first show of 2018, I want to give a big thank you to the BCs who participated in the holiday show of 2017. It turned out really well, and it is much appreciated by me and by those who've heard the show. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the holiday episode, please do. It's found on day 152. It's pretty short, but full of fun. Also, that day's show notes features photos of Mark and my Christmas at Disneyland, as well as the link to the full version of A Christmas Carol that I participated in with other Los Angeles-based voice actors. And a thank you within the thank you to my honey, Mark. Oh, Mark, thank you so much. Because what you guys don't know is Mark recorded both the Santa Claus that opens that show and the interview that we did about Disneyland when he was sick as a dog, because both of us... <laughs> got colds from Disneyland. Me first, him second, him way, way worse. And because we wanted to honor the participation of all the BCs who had sent in stuff, we wanted to get that show out before the new year. And so even though he was terribly, terribly sick and it took us many, many takes to get a usable version out, he did it. And it is not his favorite thing. And it it's hard for Mark to believe that you guys actually like to hear from him. He really thinks I'm telling him a encouraging fib when I say, hey, the BC said they really like what you had to say. So this is one where I'm going to ask you a favor. If you really enjoyed hearing Mark on that Christmas show, could you take a moment to either call the Bravery Hotline or post a comment on day 152 and say, wow, Mark, it was great to hear from you. I know, I promise I wasn't gonna ask you for that, but guess what? That's what I felt like, so I did. <laughs> but finally, before I really, really do go, I want to give a big shout out to our newest BC, Sarah from New York. Sarah sent me this email before Christmas. Hi, Lori. I wanted to leave a voicemail, but things have been so hectic. So sending a quick note. I found your podcast about a week ago, and I started all the way in the beginning. So I'm only on episode 20. A snippet about me. I'm Sarah, 25 years old, living in NYC. I've suffered with binge eating disorder since I was about 10 to 12 years old, and I have spent the last two-ish years recovering, which also came with a total of 50-pound weight loss. So many similarities between us. I also attend a Weight Watchers weight loss camp at a young age and still to this day struggle every day to get through urges, old habits, and binging tendencies. Your podcast has brought so much normalcy into my day. I find myself commuting to work, nodding, and totally enthralled in the topics you discuss because I relate 110%. I hope you can check out my blog, mindfullysarah.com. Similarly to your podcast, it's a place for me to express my feelings around my journey, plus other fun topics. Thank you again, and I hope you all the success this holiday season. Look out for my voicemail soon. I replied, Hi, Sarah. What a wonderful surprise to see your note today. Thanks for taking the time to let me know. It's been almost four years since I began the show, and I've had some fun and great lessons that have truly enhanced my life. Unlike you, I didn't lose very much weight but I did stabilize, which for me is a huge win. I took a quick look at your blog and will definitely spend some more time there. Would you be comfortable if I read your letter and feature your blog on an upcoming episode? Happy holidays and thanks again for your encouragement. To which Sarah wrote, of course, go for it. Hope you enjoy Mindfully Sarah. Can't wait to continue listening to your journey. Well, BCs, I did go read more of Sarah's blog, Mindfully Sarah, 
and I highly, highly recommend it. It features balance in all things, tips, thoughts, discoveries, and a fun peek into Sarah's world. Sarah is an excellent writer as well. So please do stop by and say hello. Again, it's mindfullysarah.com, and that's Sarah with an H. And I'll put a link in today's show notes as well. Well, that's a wrap for today. And as promised, for this show only, please enjoy my new inspirational song, Circle by Hartley, in its entirety. And do send some thoughts and greetings or comments for the four-year anniversary show. Then, BCs, you take care. Because I really, 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 really care. Take a step back, look around I'm going round in circles with my feet back on the ground Feel the warm sun on my skin The world's so big, so much to see It's a good day to begin Yeah.